This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media. Wake up! Wow. Here we are. Welcome to Morning Jolt. (laughs) Sister Joan, I am so excited. Thank you, Sister Ignatia. I'm pretty pumped to be here myself. (laughs) So this is Morning Jolt at the Mother House. Indeed. Uh, From the vocation office, to be precise. And it's snowing outside, very picturesque. So I love your location here. Wow, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect place to record a little uh, radio spot. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Um, And as always, it's usually customary. I explained to Sister Joan the um, prerequisites for joining me, and it's usually customary to be sipping something delightful. So I have a little coffee from, I forget where. Get where, but what the name of the coffee I found oh, very that's right. scintillating, actually. <laughs> catalyst? Catalyst for the conversation. We have a catalyst drinker here. I yeah. know. <laughs> just just you wait. Okay. <laughs> and then you're very excited about, you found, well, in my little stash of tea. Indeed. I just know it's an organic black tea. It had a very fancy name, which I don't remember. It sounded Middle Eastern Asian something. Um, Assam? Assam. Oh, yeah. I Maybe no even idea. Islamic. It sounds very Maybe. Arabic. Maybe. I don't know. But um, fact, the tea bag is in a pyramid shape and according to some urban legends that helps the brewing process. I'm sure I've heard that somewhere. All right. So um, (laughs) I'm calling for fact checkers to help us out, but um, for the sake of argument, I'll just go with it for now. And not that I'm not enjoying the drink. It's just the uh, veracity of the tea bag is, you know, never something I thought I'd have to ponder before. (laughs) (laughs) Are you skeptical? Perhaps. No, I am. <laughs> I am very skeptical. No, but perhaps. That's okay. No, perhaps. Oh. But uh, I'll drink it all to the very last drop, okay. so no okay. worries here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoy. Oh. Yes. And when I thought, like, man, what could Sister Joan and I talk about? Um, it wasn't quite immediate, but pretty close to immediate that I thought. Indeed. Music. Yes, music. So, that I mean. beautiful thing. We've been in the convent for we've overlapped for eight years. Mm-hmm, true. That's a long time. You just professed your final vows yes, in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I think from the very beginning, you've spoken in lyrics back to each other. <laughs> yes. We do that now. <laughs> I'm not sure what the last yes. song it was, was that we. Something with Boston. More than a, I have a, more than a feeling that oh, you're doing yes. this right. And then, you know, a little <laughs> refrain commenced. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, so we're going to spend a little time just talking about music. And Perfect. Could you share a little bit, well, a little bit about yourself in general, but then sure. also just like your interest in music, where that came from? Certainly, yeah. sure. So like you said, I am Sister Joan. I am also like Sister Ignatia, a sister of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Um, so about myself, I am the oldest of five. I have two brothers and two sisters. Um, I hail from Goshen, Indiana, very nice town to grow up in. Um, let's see. I am a teacher in South Bend right now at the Cathedral School of St. Matthew. I teach sixth and seventh grade language arts writing and then um, eighth grade religion this year. So that's been exciting as well. (laughs) But, um, yeah, just in terms of music, both my parents love music a lot. They're both, I guess you could say musically inclined, definitely not prodigies, but love music. I remember my dad had, when I was growing up, a vinyl record player, like 
classic before. I was the one who broke the needle and trashed it, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yes, I was a little too curious. But um, I just remember him playing records and I could listen to one song over and over and over again. So I remember my first song well, was... Yeah, what was it? My first song was My Maria by B.W. Stevenson. Are you familiar with that one? No. My Maria, don't you know I have gone a long, long way. And then it's, okay. it's been remade yes. by a country, modern country yes. person recently. So that was the first song that I remember singing and just like over and over again, I just like the guitar lick. And then my parents, like my mom would sometimes sing me to bed. So I remember. Um, really? It was, yeah. Like a Marian, I forget. What is that? The Sing of Mary. She would sing Sing of Mary. So I wow. never learned the verse about St. Joseph, but I knew all three verses probably around the age of five. Just wow. So yeah, I mean, I love music so much. Uh -huh. And so just what a nice way to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so, sure, I uh, started playing flute in sixth grade, but always loved listening to music. I don't know. The viewers can probably judge whether my singing skills are average or <laughs> or whatever, but I, I enjoy singing, whether mm. they're good or not. I enjoy that. But um, yeah, a band kid. I dabble in piano a little bit, but I don't know if that's extensive enough for music background and family background, but... I would say yeah. that you, yeah, you can play the piano pretty well. Yeah, Luck, luckily, mm -hmm, Sister Joan um, does her school work next door to me and occasionally gets on the piano, which is very nice yes. to listen to. It's relaxing after, you know, you read some papers that maybe weren't written with the greatest effort. And you're like, oh, what did I do wrong? Ah, music will help me relax. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow <does>. that works. <laughs> yeah, music is so, like, it has, like, yeah, such an incredible quality to it um mm -hmm. for the most part i mean i don't think you'd find somebody that would say like they hate music sure. i mean maybe mm -hmm. maybe um, certain types of music are like i hate singing or i hate but like yeah. music in general there's a universal quality i yeah. definitely agree yeah. yeah but it's also something that's like i don't know like misused oh yes i would agree with that <laughs> <laughs> for sure mm. for sure yes mm. oh and just a little background so we'll get to this but um I listen to, I'm sure a lot of you like do listen to the podcast uh, Pines of the Aquinas with Matt Frad. So he brought on, I forget uh -huh. what uh, priest friend of his, I think it was. And then he was basically trying to, Matt Frad was trying to find approval so that he could keep listening to Metallica. Basically, uh, that was the gist. I see, I see. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, okay, hmm. let's, mm -hmm. yeah. So we're just going to try to think about like, well, it does have this universal quality but it's like misused. And mm -hmm. in, within the church, there's all these opinions like, certainly, okay, if you don't bring up your kids just listening to Christian music, then like heaven help you. Yeah. Heretic I guess. question mark? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So like, okay. So like maybe let's start with like what makes music good or bad? Sure. Like qualities of good music. What would you Sure. Say? And when we're talking good or bad, are we talking about moral good or are we talking about the quality of music? See? I think those are two distinct things. I definitely, agree. Definitely related, but so okay. distinct. I mm -hmm. agree. Okay. Because, yeah, when a quality is bad doesn't necessarily mean it's evil. Correct. Okay. So do we need to go with good and bad quality music and then go into the moral issue? Or how sure. do you, what's I kinda, the progression? I kind of feel the moral issue first, first. because okay. I think that's kind of the bigger thing in society that we're facing. Yeah. So uh, we were talking a little bit before you press the record button about exercising and how yeah. you like to listen to music and while you exercise. And I'm like, that would not be relaxing for me at all. And I would not like <laughs> be able to sing along with the lyrics or whatever. It's just like, what's the point? But in terms of whether music is good or bad, 
So when I started teaching five years ago, we were at a school that was one-to-one, meaning every student has a digital device to use. So of course, when you have the world at your fingertips, music is one of the things that come up. And yeah, boys, especially Mm -hmm. girls too, but boys especially would listen to these very hard sounding music, but it's not that the music sounded hard that concerned me. It were the things that they were listening to. Um, There was a seventh grade boy that was listening to a song about how money will get you prostitutes and it will make everyone respect you. And it was an awful song. And the only word that didn't have the F-bomb in it, the only part of the song that didn't have the F-bomb in it was the refrain. Every single verse had the F-bomb at least twice. And so I pulled him out and I so pull up the lyrics. I'm like, all right, Sir, we'll just call him Sir for the sake of this conversation. Anonymity. Um, So what part of the song, like, do you, what part of the song do you like? Oh, well, I I just like the beat of it. I'm like, well, does it matter to you that Mm -hmm. the song is talking about uh, using women and manipulating them and treating them as objects? Well, is that good? Well, no, but like, I don't listen to that. I just listen to the beat. And so there, I kind of am an adherent of you are what you sing a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when you have large, large, large amounts of people listening to stuff like that, regardless of whether it sounds hard or sounds soft or even like soft songs, though. Like I think of John Lennon's Imagine. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. I don't want to live in that world. And so that sounds a lot better than probably <laughs> mm-hmm. like some of the more percussive styles like uh, rap, for instance. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but I think regardless of the genre, the content of like the message that the artist is trying to get across, I think that can have a weight to it that is good or bad or perhaps indifferent. So then I've heard this a lot too. And I think I like earlier on would like adhere to this, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, from that like kid, like, Oh, I don't like listen to that. Mm-hmm. Or like, Oh, those are the words. Like those never dawned on me. So they don't mm-hmm. matter. Or mm-hmm. so like, yeah, what do you say to somebody like that? Like morally bad part is the lyrics. And if they answered, you'd say like, Oh, well, I don't listen to those. So it's okay. Well, when you listen to them, you're definitely supporting them. Like mm-hmm. if they didn't have anyone listening to them, they would be forced to ask, why don't people listen to me? And if they found out people aren't listening to me because I'm objectifying women or I'm you know, talking about sin and encouraging it and promoting it, mm-hmm. then I think they would be forced, if they want to keep their careers going, to reconsider. But the fact that we're sacrificing the lyrics of the song for the feel of the song is definitely concerning. And the feel, regardless of whether it's like a hard pump me up or a soft croon, um, Mm -hmm. I think either way that principle applies. Yeah. So then um, in purchasing or, well, even like listening to the music, streaming the music, it's basically saying anything that I'm listening to, I'm saying to that artist or, or whatever that song yeah, like that's okay. I support what you're saying. Certainly. Right? It's a, at best, it's indifference. At worst, it's promotion. And there's a lot of things that we just can't do that too. Yes. So the easiest way to probably find if a, a song is morally good or bad is you do need to take a look at the lyrics. For sure. Right. That, that would be for me. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think I've gotten into this. Um, I've been doing online book clubs with uh, young women who are discerning. Very nice. So I started in the last one. I don't remember why, but I made a playlist. It was um, the book club was based on Interior Freedom by Jacques Philippe. Very, Very good, good book. book. Yes. So I was like, I'm sure there's like, yeah, it just like feels like there's this music that speaks, Ooh. you know, to Interior Freedom. Did you look up Freedom? 
no. is that where this is going? Okay, because freedom. Because freedom, well, freedom means very different things to very different people. Oh, like the word. I thought you were like. Yeah, I thought when you made your playlist, you were like, let's get songs about freedom. And I was like, whoa, but oh. okay, <laughs> this is going in a much better place. I'm happy. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of some secular, because I try to, yeah, because, mm-hmm. yeah, I do think that music can speak even from a secular vantage point because it's, it's art and it's a mm-hmm. human experience. So yes. like Absolutely. in the human experience, where is their truth? Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course, yeah, like some Christian songs and like some songs of leaning back in the arms of the father. Like that's where my, my worth is found. I can be free Very nice. there. Yes. Good. Um, I think I had one that's called sunny side up. That was a good okay. one. All right. Um, so then I tried to make a playlist for the next book, which ah. is called The Privilege of Being a Woman by Alice von Hildebrand. Ooh. That was way harder. Yes. <laughs> I can understand why. <laughs> so hard. Um, what does it mean to be a woman today? Yeah. No one knows. No thanks to the songs. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're curious, like I tried to, I was like, I'm just curious what's out there. If you go in like these women, you know, like power songs or like mm-hmm. to build up the image of a woman. And I couldn't use any of those songs that are on those lists. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like digging into like pulling up the lyrics before I even listen to it because mm-hmm. for me, like, yeah, I hear it and it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that took a long time to try to find. Yes. Yeah. Where is the actual song, the song that's talking about the actual dignity of a woman? Yeah. Yeah. Would it be all right if I asked you when you were looking up those sort of things, what were you discovering that modern songs or songs in general were saying about women? Like what made, what Mm. part of the lyrics made them unusable? Well, luckily I could tell most of them by the title. Okay. (laughs) That's helpful. (laughs) So um, it's interesting. And it's usually similar to probably a feminist argument. Like there's both extremes of the spectrum. Either Mm -hmm. I am like so attractive And you just need to like bow down and worship me because I'm Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Hear me roar or something. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. uh Um, It's either that side of the spectrum or the other side of the spectrum of like every man walking the face of the earth needs to go to prison Mm. or something. And I am just plain angry Mm. at anyone. Yeah. So that's kind of like a spectrum that I've. Yeah. Like that's how I assert my femininity is by Hmm. either like flaunting it or shaming every single other person and spouting my anger. Yeah. Anger is is so interesting because, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's an emotion that everyone feels, but the expression of that can be handled masterfully or poorly. Yes. Yeah. In this case, poorly. mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my. So I was able to find find some songs, Good but jams. yeah, Good. but maybe we can add some song suggestions in general to the notes. Okay, of said of this uh, little recording that might be interesting for people. Certainly, but sure. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. What are some of your favorite genres? Sure, of music. Sure, sure. So my favorite time period is the 1960s. Caveat being said, not everything written in the 1960s. <laughs> don't <laughs> uh, don't endorse everything that's in the 1960s. A uh, case in point of. A Bad Perspective on Women by Men, The Rolling Stones, like 80% of their stuff. Yeah. So like uh, I never cared for them for that reason. But um, so my favorite group hands down would probably be The Beatles. Another caveat, did not live a very moral life. So right. like there's there's also that and not ever, especially towards the end of their career, they were very psychedelic, very yeah. into drugs. And so a lot of their content gets a lot more um, provocative and risky. So I don't hands down endorse all Beatles songs, but when you think about how young McCartney and Lennon were, and they were a bunch of teenagers who were almost 20 years old, some of their lyrics are 
are pretty profound, innocent maybe, so profound mm-hmm. that they were innocent, which I like. So um, so definitely uh, I like the Beatles. I like the 60s. I like classic rock in general. Again, caveat, not every single classic rock song is good. <laughs> yeah, but be discerning. <laughs> um, certainly. Yeah. But um, like for me, something like uh, if I feel good, something that I enjoy doing is going where no one else can hear me and finding a song that I like and turning up the volume and building it out like as loud as I can. Uh, just And maybe you've heard me do this. I don't know. I mean... Yes. Maybe. <laughs> she has, I, I'm It sure. puts a smile on my face. Let's be serious. <laughs> so I'm not doing a good job at the isolation part, but it feels like I'm, it's an act of Thanksgiving, which is very weird because it's hmm. not uh, in prayer, but it's, I feel so good. I just want to shout something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that a lot. Um, In terms of modern artists, I think it's harder in terms of modern artists, but Owl City, the guy who did Fireflies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has very good, like, very nice imagery, very nice metaphors. I don't think I've seen any of his songs where it's like, mm, no. Yeah. So in terms of, that. like, the lyrics, yeah, good stuff. Then, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, single piecemeal songs. I don't know. Do you pray for certain musicians? I do. Yeah. So I pray for the band Imagine Dragons because yeah. because their songs are very good at expressing how they feel. So, for instance, you have songs like Believer, who is like, uh, my guiding force in my life is pain. And it's very nihilistic, uh, narcissistic, angry. Um, But then you have other songs that are filled with hope. And so it feels like he's pursuing the truth. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he goes in the wrong direction. But I'm like, if he can find Jesus and if he can continue to write in the secular vein, I think that could be a huge magnet for drawing people closer to Christ. Because he'll be singing the truth. And the truth will set you free, as the scriptures say. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I would encourage anybody out there who decides, like, yeah, pray for those musicians. Like, <laughs> pray for Dan Reynolds and Imagine Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, most beautiful piece of music, any genre. Ooh. I'm sure you have a handful of songs coming to mind, but uh. just maybe just one of. The, we won't judge you for picking uh. one out of. Any genre. Any genre. Most beautiful. Like beautiful. Sure. I mean, if since we're going any genre, I have to go with um with instrumental. I really like Box Ave Maria. Ooh. Um, just because it's slow, it has like those uh repeating patterns, those like sex tuplets or whatever, like do 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 do. And so it like has that repeated rhythm kind of gives the meditative feel. And then like, even though the background music is fast, the way the Ave Maria is prayed or sung, it's pouring over every single word of that prayer while creating a rhythm that's a little more fast. So it's just, uh, it feels like whoever wrote that really, really wanted to get a good image of what Mary looked like. So of any genre, that would be mine. I, wow. Good choice. I actually, I prefer that one over the Schubert. Like you yeah, hear Schubert all the I know, time. I know. I'm like, am I like, no, I don't know, culturally whatever backwards, but I don't know. I just like that one. Yeah. I am with you. Yeah. yeah. For similar reasons or? Yeah. I think the Schubert version of the Ave Maria, I didn't have words to it, but you just said it. Yeah. It goes really quickly over the lines, which are beautiful lines. Um, but yeah, you want to draw it out. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, the first note in Bach, which I've been able to play it on a baritone before. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, uh, but um, Beautiful. And it's, yeah, the first line, I think, I mean, the first note, I think, is a, a whole note. If I'm like, mm. yeah, and then there's right, like yeah. this like lift. Yeah. Like just a slight lift. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like you're saying, you kind of like want to just like under Our Lady or just like yes. sit with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what that does. Yes. Very cool. Right on. Um, 
man, there's so much more to there's say. There's so much to say. Wow. So much to say. Uh, but thank you for talking. I mean, we talk about this all the time anyway, so it's right. really nice. Might as well press the record button every <laughs> That's once right. in a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me. Certainly. Hopefully we can have you back. Oh, I love it. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. See cool. you. Bye. I hope you like Religious Life as much as I do. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, contact us at our website, ssfpa.org. He leads, I follow. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.